on the seventh day, God created the right man and said, go forth with your full head of hair, my son. So church on a Sunday, as Righty will be preaching the good word of football any given Monday. And we're good. Back, back in it. Welcome back, boys. Quick shout out to Coza. Corey Maiklin, fantastic job last episode. You absolutely killed it. I was I was that impressed. He, Connor he, can't tell a story real well though, can he? <laughs> uh, yeah, he was pretty tired though, Connor. Like we kind of dragged him out of bed um to because we kept saying we'll do it this night or we'll do it and then that night we kind of got screwed around with dinner and stuff we got it home too late but um connor and jay jameel were just staying across the hallway from me and Corey in the last night so we dragged them or the second last night so we dragged them over to do it um but we it's actually after oh we said it how we got moved because of the bed bugs yeah Yeah. um so but yeah, no, nah, um, Corey, because Corey was like, who's running? I go, bro, you're running this thing. Yeah, he oh, killed he was it. He a natural. He killed it. Natural. A natural. Yeah, and Jamil was good too, hearing, his, hearing all these stories coming from a, like a, an obviously different background to everyone else. He was, yeah. And he's funny as fuck too. And even just his accent was getting me half the time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's hilarious, man. Like, I did see an Instagram video where you had to do a stand-up comedy routine and Joey, Joey tagged it as worst comedy routine ever. And it was poor Connor. Yeah, the thing is, so Connor said just like a normal, Connor said your normal joke, like an extended joke, where Jamil came out and actually tried to do some stand-up that he'd pre-written. And I thought it was really good (laughs) because also he had stage presence where Connor kind of just looked down and said his joke. But uh, Jamil was, I thought he was breaking balls, man. But then (laughs) halfway through Jamil's routine, they brought out dinner where we're doing it and it kind of threw him off. And so he couldn't get back into the vibe. And so so he kind of bombed at the end. How was camp anyway, Freed? How was it being around the boys again? Yeah, no, it's always good. It's always good, mate. Obviously, the... It's not the result that you want, but as camps go, I thought it was better. It was better than what we would like our nines camp. You know yeah. how the nines camp was obviously good timing for us to get a get a group of us together that some use some of those players, and then but the it was one of the better camps we've had. I thought that we got in, and what we did differently from I I felt this time is we we got a lot more out on the field. And we just we, we we talked about with each other how simple we we're going to play and how we we're going to try to complete sets. Yeah. Because we thought that's what the cookies wouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. But then obviously they go out and I felt playing against them, they were that's the same kind of mindset they had. Yeah. They knew that if they just completed their sets. They yeah. just rolled. Yeah. So it was a it you rattled them at times. It was definitely a grind. Both teams I thought worked well and completed fairly well too. But there's just one or two. 50-50s or errors going against you or against them which swung the game like just before half time you guys took control and then came out after half time and had control and then like one simple error and then the cookies are back on top and then you take it back for 10 minutes towards the end and then they just take it back it was very up and down but mm. I think it was definitely the the way to possession and completion that yeah and it got, it surprised me it surprised me the way they were completing um, they'd get, you know, they'd kick down, kick down early sometimes. Yeah. Um, that wind, that wind that they had against them in the first half. Yeah, yeah. And then we had against us. That it was, it was, I think, it was way stronger than it looked. Yeah. The and, commentators on the on the stream were saying it was uh, blowing okay. its tits off. So. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So we, 
that's why that's why I think at, at half time, you know, with twelve. Where did they get those blokes commentating yeah, yeah. from? I know Nate <laughs> couldn't make it. There was one bloke He'd, all who he had kept his doing was lips. just jumping Aussie Jackson. Bloke, yeah. Yeah, had his lips around every bloke in the Cook Islands balls <laughs> sucking hard. And then the American <laughs> fella every two minutes would just jump in and give his life story about Jacksonville and oh, yeah. how great yeah, it was. He, he was pumping tourism Jackson hard. Yeah, like he was like, was You've doing. just gone and got a bloke from he, the local he might have uh, council and said you ride shotgun every day and then give us a bit of a, a plug. He might have been from Jackson. Because like, we're, we're sponsored by Welcome the stream, to Jackson. The stream, that was in the corner of the stream, like a billboard. Yeah, so they're one of our biggest sponsors over there. Yeah, and I that's think. great. Yeah. One thing too, and I had a conversation with the head of the Brazilian Rugby League, Mr. Robert Bergen, about this. And he said his words were, surely this is a, this is a World Cup qualifier for the last spot in the, in the Cup. They could have taken charge and promoted it better. And the field was fucking atrocious. My God. Mount Maria's field's better than that. 100% but, Mount Maria's legit. I really, and I went on. I was on I was on Insta for an hour on a live video and pointing out a few things with Nate Gladden. Jesus. They needed to promote things like that more. Give away free tickets. Like the... the, the Rugby League International Federation, they could they should have teed the stream up. Fair enough, you've got to take commentators, what you, whoever you get, but made it more accessible for people to watch. This yeah. is meant to be going places yeah. to to promote our game. Especially New Blokes are pioneers. It kind of it was it was the end the back end of the international season yeah, pretty yeah. much. You know, like we there's all these qualifiers going on and some of the other streams you see of those World Cup qualifiers were were decent, yeah, yeah. you know. And then us on the back of them. But yeah, we, we go in there just expecting that now. You know, like yeah. that was our third our third qualifications series going back over yeah, there. Yeah, right. And we just know what we're going into every camp and we just think you could do this, you could do this, you could do this and then no one does. Yeah. The, yeah. And and yeah, it's it's easy to talk the talk, but when it comes to walking the walk, you got to have you got to have people on the ground and people putting the groundwork in. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's just um, it is a game, and blokes but, aren't willing to put their own time into it, so yeah, you can't really complain too much about it. I did feel as a camp, we did set ourselves up for success more than others for sure. Like the 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 vibe after we lost. I thought it would be so like I thought I'd be so filthy on myself and like crying out on the field, but it was it was almost where we kind of knew we threw as much as we could at them, um, with with what we had. Uh, mm. That's what I felt anyway. But and then like you said, a, a couple of things that you see that. Yeah. So what yeah, is it? What is it from? Um, a fair few times, unfortunately. I thought personally, I thought Beretta, and. Ed Pettiborn Petty was were their best, yeah. were your best two. I thought both back rowers in Shipway and Danny Howard, very good. Shippy knows how to just come back and score oh, a try. Remember uh, that one you set him up for against Fiji? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same line. Yeah. That's where you had to get him. Just keep chipping away on those edges. Change direction. But when there's a few selection, you can't comment on selection, but as a fan, I will say taking two big, unmobile, slow front rowers on the bench was horrible. Playing Jamil on the wing, okay, on the wing, okay. He had a strong game, but you had Kevin Reed Jr. there, who's predominantly a winger, part-time back rower. Why I thought that he should have moved Jamil into the forwards. He also had Eichner on on the bench. I would have used Eichner in the middle. I would have put uh, Eddie Pettibourne up front because your middles were struggling. 
when blokes can't even get up in the D line when you've been on there a bit over five minutes, <laughs> you've got to reassess yourself. You're not up for this sort of game. Yeah. Little things too. I thought you should have been half. Connor's, Connor's a hooker. And he's like, Dad's the World Wrestling Federation champion. Yeah. And John Donahue. So he's has that wrestling background. Helped slow it up. Rory was Rory was so good for us too. Like yeah. as How good was he, he at five eight? Yeah. Is he, yeah. Was he the, the one kicking? Yeah. He kicker? yeah. 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 He, um, his kicking game kept us in it the whole first so half. So he's, he's like a, very good he's like a Dane Adams utility at Ipswich, isn't he? He yeah. plays a bit in the middle, in the centre. Oh, he's yeah. not that Started good, a few buddy. Games. But like, not as good as Dane Adams. <laughs> but, but like you've got, just say you got Rory and you had Seth. Yeah. And then you had me and Connor going, just swapping, you know, like in, in the night. Like, because I, I feel like I could be an all right half with someone like Seth at 5'8". A dominant yeah, ball, that's ball right. call, uh, shot caller. But yeah, R- Rory added so much for us as well. He was great. Some of the, what, two, three dropouts, Dano, he forced, don't Yeah, he? yeah. He had, I was surprised how good a shoe he had. I think, I think I, defense was solid. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Corey kind of counted off at hours on the field for five minutes. Or? Yeah, maybe... I was thinking more like four hit-ups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, what is it? Where does it go now? What's the plan now? Yeah. What Mate, is it? That's I one question. Yeah, we haven't we haven't really kind of got together just and discussed your today. For yeah, now we and just figure been, it out. Yeah. Is was, there a was, chance that Christian Freed will be seen in the USA Hawks jersey again? I got no idea because we got it. We got it. Even though we're out of the. World Cup, right, for 2021. You'll have other international. Yeah, we got, like, even next year, I've, we've kind of looked at our international. We're meant to have a game Serbia in Serbia. Serbia, how good. Yeah. You've always said you wanted to go to Serbia. Because <laughs> <laughs> on, on top of my <laughs> Promote list. CrossFit Michi in Serbia. Yeah. I reckon it'd really take off. Yeah. yeah Lebs love CrossFit. <laughs> don't they? And but, they're terrible, so if you don't beat them. Yeah, but I, I I'm, I'm still... I'm still <laughs> reassess yourselves. Yeah. I still want to call like bullshit on like Greece. Like everyone's yeah. saying yeah. how they don't have the domestic competition and you need to They have can one get arrested yeah. if they play, yet every, yet they can play international. I don't I, know how this works. I reckon let us play Greece and try to get... <laughs> Get that, get their spot. Yeah, what do they call those spot, things? Yeah, yeah the wild card, repa charge final. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mate. But I'd say, looking at it, we'll just see what kind of games come up. But I'd like to get another win in the jersey. Yeah, that's yeah. It. What about um, what about the older boys like yourself? I know Sauce at Gundy, like he doesn't like to leave Gundy often. Like, yeah, well, he's still over there. Actually, he's in Northeast. He's up in New York City. In prison? Yeah, no, nah, not in prison because <laughs> he's got his missus with him. So, yeah, I did see him in Amish company. Yeah, in our, um, Amish country, I should say. So the last person the Amish want to run into is a man like Mark Offerdale, who would dispute the facts of their existence and where they came from yeah. and why the how the universe got into place. You got to practically be Amish to live in. Uh, Gun to windy, don't you? There's no, I don't even think they have power or water. Yeah, or do yet. crack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a, a crackhead Amish sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. You mean, Dano? <laughs> but um, yeah. So what about also Sauce just having one set of clothes over there, just the Gun to windy barbell <laughs> club, and Corey's just hitting him on every yeah. single photo. Like Corey's giving it to him on the on the podcast last time yeah. too. Right? Every time anything come up, he just turned it back on Sauce. It was hilarious. <laughs> that was a good podcast. On, yeah. on the way over there, so me, Sauce, and his dad flew over together, and uh, so I fly. We fly. Um, 
uh, I fly standby. So in standby, you can get business economy, premium economy. And I ended up jagging a business seat. So I swapped with Sauce's dad. So he, because he's like 70. And so he goes up to the business seat and I'll just sit back with Sauce. We end up getting a row anyway. So it was sweet. So we fly, <laughs> so we're flying in and then we go from Cali and then go fly into Colorado because I usually like to stop Simani. And then in, in Colorado, so we have a few nights in Colorado to just like let our hair down. And the, <laughs> there was one night where we had like a, a Thanksgiving dinner set up because all my cousins and stuff were in town as well. And Sauce was asleep in the afternoon when they come when they come out, um, when he came out like in the Barbie area. And so that's that photo where I had the AK and the um the, yeah, yeah. the cult. Oh, yeah, 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 the cult. Redneck and, gun control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he comes out, me and my cousin like, oh, Sauce, uh, just pick up the AK and just give it a pop in the uh in the suburb in the neighborhood and he's like what do you mean i'm like yeah just a neighborhood pop they don't care it's it's sweeter neighborhood out here and so and so he's like oh, are you serious i was like we did one before when you were sleeping and he's like oh okay big dumb gun and then so he picks up he picks it up and he's having a look at it and it's fully it's fully charged there's one in the there's one ready to go then oh, they, they're always like that even that pi- even that pistol sit on my lap i knew that you know my finger's not near the trigger but yeah. there's, there's yeah, one yeah, yeah. always in the barrel and um and so he picks it up and we see his finger he's like oh and then we're like no you're fucking idiot you can't just let <laughs> him like, actually yeah, shoot yeah, yeah but I, I think we left him another five seconds he would have probably would have a hundred percent he would have but how how do you feel your own form was i thought you had a good game mate i thought you made a ridiculous amount of tackles saved the day several times and you had to with your slow moving fronties yeah uh, i just uh, yeah I, I felt i felt like it was solid i there's there's some things that obviously like even um Corey mentioned to me during the game like we'll pick me me we, even me and Corey said this time, let's not try to fire up at each other on the field because then it rubs off of anyone else. So yeah. we kind of kept it cool. But Corey will like tip things up for me. I'll tip things up for you. But he just, like some of my um, service wasn't the best. It was a bit, it was a bit wet and damp out there. So I was really trying to, I was kind of overthinking it. But yeah. some of the service was, but other than that, I thought, yeah, it was one of my stronger D games. Which isn't hard to do. So, but um, but yeah, it's it's uh, uh but you know, from Callum's uh, defensive work that he's been doing with me, I just thought yeah, I'd put Cal it. Yeah, Cal Stewart. <laughs> it doesn't take long with Cal to get your defense uh, on yeah. point. Can like, we play? Watch out for the hitman. Yeah. When we talk about Cal. <laughs> but I was, I felt like because that I felt like I was dragging ass a bit. I was kind of looking for the bench sometimes, being like, "Fuck, I yeah. can't do forty and forty But you know, interesting bench. Yeah, very strange bench with Kevin Reed Jr. What was his plan with that rotation? Because he didn't come on for to five minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that we, in the first half, they saw how we're traveling and we're traveling all right. So I, I'm, yeah. Jamil was strong, mate. He was running hard. They threw a couple up to him. and He caught it. It's just I thought you could have better utilized him when they got tired. He's like a bit of footwork and speed around those big fellas because they were vulnerable. Yeah, and that's where they will struggle at a World Cup. Aside with some quick blokes around the middle, the better sides will yeah. do some damage to you. Who was a sixteen? Was that sixteen? Oh, I, Joey. No. Joey. Yeah, yeah. I thought was he was. Joe, or was he, I, he? Was he seventeen? Um, Joe was seventeen, I think actually. Oh, whoever the sixteen was that came off the bench, I thought he was probably your best defender. He came off the bench, and every tackle I saw him in cut. Did he play a lot of minutes? Didn't have headgear. Oh no, no. no headgear. it was Joey. Joey. Yeah, yeah, he did make some. Yeah, he, he came on and came on and cut blokes in half. I was sitting yeah. there going, "Fuck me, have a look at he this played, fella." He played real well. Yeah, he yeah. he's from um, Central Queensland or something, isn't he? No, he's he's yeah, he, um, he at um, um, he's at Northern Pride. Pride. Northern Pride. Pride yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. He was playing for brothers up there. Yeah, he's going back there. Yeah, yeah. 
He's got yeah, extended. Right. No, he was good. I thought he was he hit some one of the best too. I really thought that he needed to play Eichner in the middle a bit. Yeah. Especially when they were getting rolls on. Take some of those passengers off. So sit down, do your best there, bloke. There's a burger over the back. <laughs> Chunk on your burger. And let and Eichner's fit. Got a bit of agility. Hands like feet at times, but that, we don't worry about that. But he was whacking blokes like yeah. Dano said, man. <laughs> he does whack man. It, it was so – one, I don't know if you saw it, but the biggest hit of the game, I swear, was on me. So I got this offload. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah. We seen yeah, it. We, oh, yeah, we, we seen, seen it. it. Don't worry. It was good. And it was, I think it was Glenn that, got, that came in from that. Yeah, yeah. Alex. How good was he? See, just an experienced guy and Dargan in the – in the halves, yeah, so just, really good and game. they had with with Uncle Gell out in, on the edge. You had a a bit of X factor, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a bit ad lib. He can't last in the NRL because they tell you what not to do. Yeah, with him, but any other league, they go, "This bloke's a valuable asset." Yeah, and Nia Corey played well on the edge for him too. I, and um, Rennie man, um, Rennie the big center. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. Vince in number ten. Yeah, the oh, big yeah, fella. Yeah, he's, he's the one who threw that offload and in inside yeah, early. Just kept going. Over. And um, who's their fucking third? I thought, they I thought they're thirteen. Um, I forget his name, but Sam Matter Matter yeah, 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 that's him. And he he just he just kept smacking all day. Like every time I look look at him, and he's like he's singling me out. You yeah, know, yeah. It's the thing too. You didn't attack the edges enough. Yeah, he's looked a bit disjointed at times. There was a time Coswell looked like he wanted to go wide, but the blokes weren't expecting the shift. And young um, Elijah Larico, he was good defensively. I thought he just two carries. He turned it over. There were a couple of soft yeah. turnovers. Like he'd do a good run and he'd lose it and play the ball or yeah. something like that. Things like that. Where he's big, eh? Man, he's see they've got, and what I was saying to Nate, you've got to. Not just use, but the whole US RL. They've got to delve into the grassroots of this and start doing things to make it an attractive proposition for young Larico to stick around, for Cosa to want to keep coming, for um, Ronaldo Montalio to keep want to come. You want these blokes to keep turning up. It surprises me that Tommy Stevenson is doing youth football camps. In California, yeah, youth football camp. I don't know if this bloke's allowed to even be around children, but these <laughs> probably not. <laughs> this is the thing; they can do that there. Why hasn't anybody else thought of this? You've got to start building for this, and you've got to look where your shortcomings were. You want to keep Connor coming. What happened with with Jay Flo? Why didn't he come? Um, so he just I, th- I think it was a financial thing for him. Yeah, and same with I imagine same with Veve. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um yeah, and also Veeves, I think it's just uh it's it's also like he's because he's got that young, um the young kid and stuff, and it's just uh yeah, get, and a bit of homesick, I think as well. Like, Those sort yeah. of things. See, a guy like him, Big Jerome, he would have been handy on the bench because you could have put him on an edge or you could have put him in the middle. Yeah, and he gives you a bit of punch. He runs a good line out wide, yeah. and that's where it was. Who put um Shipway over for that first one? What do you mean? I can't recall. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just or well, just sort of. Oh, that was uh, you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah. I go up to <laughs> him. I, mean, I went up to him afterwards. I was like, "There's another fucking trisis yeah. for you." Yeah, brother. Was, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I didn't want to give you undue credit that wasn't yeah. you. Yeah, no. See, we're we're Sepha. You've got a big fella with a bit of footwork and an offload, which that's when they were doing some damage. You, they'd get three mm. in, and they got a couple of late ones that were picking up some cheap meters, which. Yeah. Was good football, good attacking football. Young Iroh went all right. Big, 
Big Kale. His dad was one of my heroes when I was a young bloke, Big Kevin. Yeah. He's, um, you know, big uh, um, into the uh, um, ecological stuff and things like that, Kevin Oro. Yeah. He's like big, giant centre, played a few years at Manly. And his brother, Tony, young um, Kale's uh, uncle, was the coach. So oh, they had yeah. some good footballers there. Yeah. They took a crack inside. They took it seriously and you just went Oh, they with fucking them. did. And ten, it took them to the last 10 to put you away. Yeah. And that's uh, and that's why I was saying, like, that attitude coming off the field, we, we didn't feel... Yeah, obviously, we gutted, but it wasn't like, oh, we just sort of gave up trash. Yeah. You know? But then you got to look at it too. They came with their guns blazing, same as you did, and it did take... The, the difference was those four or five NRL players, you know, yeah. just the experience there. Just like Alex Glenn on there, just... Big, big upgrade, and the Corre, and yeah. fuck it, pains me to say it. Even Takarangi didn't play too badly. <laughs> well, and that's that's the thing. Takarangi and um Doug in the in the halves, right? Yeah, they just they they played the game and and they kept them settled as yeah. well. You know, made it fucking mainly Dargan because Takarangi's a dud. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dargan, like just his game management, where you lack that a little, just like cohesion in the halves, because mm. Connor doesn't play in the halves much, does yeah. he? Oh, I think he's a bit. I, yeah, he's. I. I think Connor's a bit like. Well, also Corey. So Corey, Corey's played a, a, a bit at Sheffield now at hooker, and he goes really well at hooker because obviously his speed off the mark and stuff, and and he's got you know yeah, and his confidence quick, quick out of the and, mark, yeah, and so good, good feet. So it's he some, was dangerous too, like a few times, Coza, like out there trying to create things, mm. asking questions. I think he knew a few of them. Yeah, he, a lot of Sydney-based boys. Western, yeah. Western Sydney is a place for the Polynesian um, community. So I imagine like Coza being the old Western Sydney boy yeah. would have played junior reps with and against a lot of the, some of them boys. Yeah, he knew a few of them. But that's what I was just like, we're talking to a lot of the boys like um, over the last couple, like week or so. And we, that's what, like we were saying before, that's what, why we're so filthy is because we fucking wipe Jamaica off the field if we yeah. played like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that team versus Jamaica, you'd... Kill them by a mile. So we never, yeah, we never should have been in that fucking situation. That's yeah. the main thing what I fucking dwell over. Any word what Danny um, Howard's gonna do? I was that was meant to. So we were calling that even in the sheds and stuff. We were saying to everyone, we're going. All right, this is Danny's last game. Like this is his <laughs> retirement game. That was meant to be. But he played so fucking good again. Like yeah, he just he scores that other. He scores that try. Rolls over the ball. You know. Yeah, how good yeah, was that? I don't know if he got it down, but it looked, <laughs> the Berg's described on Twitter as. Danny Howard scores a powerful try nah, for the USA. No, nah, he's good. Danny's always good. So he could go on. He's one of those. He's like fucking Cameron Smith. He could go on seven years. Till his late footwork, it makes it hard to whack. Mm. Like I noticed that when I was helping him out at Cabramatta 9. He's just hard to he's just hard to get a, a straight shot on. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. He's he's very yeah versatile back rower. But he, 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 like, he does doesn't mind playing. Like he can jump in at 5'8". He can jump in at lock. You know? Yeah, he has played 5'8 before. Yeah. Like. So, but yeah, but I've, what I've, what we last heard was that was his retire that was his retirement game. So, it's uh it's funny because Offerdale the stupid gun, he's like he goes everyone this is uh Danny's last game and then Offerdale's like well if you get him about Freddy he's old as fuck as well yeah. and me and Offerdale the same age as the prick. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. but anyway, let's talk about uh the we haven't even talked about the Uruguay thing. Yeah, haven't been here. Yeah, yeah. So talk us through it, mate. So. I'm the current Uruguayan Rugby League head coach. From, <laughs> well, how did it come about? Um, Angel Morrison, uh, my fullback at Mitchie, he was, he's played in the side for a couple of internationals. 
and their coach couldn't make it. He bailed out the last minute on Tuesday. So how it went, I got the message Tuesday. I knew two blokes in the side. I had to send Rob Bergen about 50 questions asking who plays where, trying to find, throw a side together. We had no training sessions. We had a light run before before kickoff. Because it was a Uruguayan uh, 13, some of their players couldn't make it because it was too late in the year because the game had been postponed by against Colombia by both sides at least once. So they threw in some other Latinos where Colombia really stretched that and yeah. there were a lot of white Latino yeah, people yeah. in there a that I knew that no one that didn't even know they were Latino. A lot of oh, yeah. not Latinos. Yeah, so I would be saying, yeah. Lost a big beast front rower in the warm up. Two other guys didn't turn up. We started with started with fifteen. Uh, one of the boys, Adam, who helped organise it, he used to play for Kudji Randwick. He's only played a couple of internationals for them for uh, Uruguay the last few years. His brother uh, was a good junior player and is a gun or tag player. He'd done a hammy two weeks before. <laughs> He said, but a I can't... A gun or stag player? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And That's well, all you bloke, need in international rugby league, eh? Well, or this stag, bloke was almost making play. junior rep sides at para. Oh, yeah. So, like, and they have about five trials. So, he said, I can play if you need me. Yeah. And I said, oh, mate, I don't have to use you. Got a heap of injuries. He went, he had to lace up the boots, go out there. Did nothing wrong. There was a thing. We were down to 13, and I was worried the game was going to get away. We lost, like, I think it was... Uh, like 48 to thir- to 20. Okay. Yeah. So and we bombed a few. Definitely bombed Th- a couple. But yeah. we scored the last three tries. Yeah, so and we were unlucky was, not to jag another couple. Yeah. Dano helped me out. He was great assistant. Like was, out there. Um, oh, were you assistant coach, Dano? Uh, or were you playing? I ran some sip, yeah. yeah I really ran, wanted to play. After, oh, after seeing the Colombians that aren't Colombians out there, yeah, I sort of got the itchy feet. But. Jeremy Jones played. Remember Jeremy Jones? Who was yeah, the he's the Colombian played, center yeah. who scored three yeah. tries. Yeah, he, nothing from long range. <laughs> well, he's done it. He's done enough Colombian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was a thing. Mad effort. The Papa brothers. Um... There, yeah. I had a lot of guys under 20 in there. Yeah. I had like five, six guys under 20. So, like, it was good to be able to blood some of these boys. These Papa brothers have played in Latino Origins before and carved up. I got heaps of talent. I'll get a few more when we have this international in Sydney next year. I have to do research. I just got the word before, as I showed you, yeah. that it looks like I'm coach again. So that's Yeah, that's just keep rolling with it, eh? I got to. Did they get? Did they have any kit? They gave me a shirt. Oh, sick. I'm, I'm going to buy a jersey because Adam, the guy who organised it and ended up playing, he he forked out for the jerseys out of his own pocket first up. So everyone so, uh, bought, um, bought the gear off him. Yeah. So he's great. At first, like, I thought they were... I didn't know whether they'd want to keep me on because majority of their players live in Sydney. But as I pointed out to but a lot of people, some blokes were going up to bat saying, yeah, we've got to keep him. And as I pointed out, it's after a season. We're not meeting up to, pl- to train during the year. Yeah. There'll be like two or three training sessions. I'll be there for the captains running the game. So we've worked out that we're probably going to go FaceTime Live and one of the captains who's retiring. So you'll be coaching FaceTime Live or someone's I'll old. tell them, yeah. I'll <laughs> tell them so what I want them classic. to do. Yeah. yeah. Genius. I'll just tell them what I want them to do. They don't get um, – they're lucky to get 10 blokes at a training session too. Then that's yeah. fair enough. I just want blokes that will turn up. We can do what we did down there, just have a quick run through. We gave them three plays. Um, uh, Frankie um, Gonzalez, Frankie – uh, plays for Caboolture Snakes, 
it was a centre second row players A grade up there at Caboolture. They they lost a grand final to the Klein brothers team, Stanley yeah. Rivers and uh, Chris Aton was in that side. Yeah, the, the Klein brothers stacked that team, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. They stacked. They should have won. And he played with um, uh, I think he's playing with, with your mate Mitch Bucket. Yeah. 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 So Mitch he was a gun. Right? He's he was, Argentinian, though. He was one of the better. He whacked some blokes. Team. I had some of the good players, like like Steve Clark, the co-captain, other back row. He was going good, but he went off twice with head knocks, and then uh, he said he his head was throbbing, so he had to come off. And he apologised. I said, "Mate, no worries." But like, we lost it a was, bit of experience. But it was Diego at the back who was the best player we had by far, and his brother, the little halfback, was putting his body on the line. Yeah. Making tackles a little half back to the And they were making, creating yeah. opportunities left, right, and centre. Yeah. And these three Papa brothers, one's half, one's hooker, one's fullback, they were they were doing the damage. And that was the thing, like, you know, one one shoulder was fucked. And then he came over and he got Dean Baldry helped us out too. AC joint, his mum came over the bench. I said, is he... He wanted to go back on. I said, you're right to do that. And she goes, yeah, if he wants to play, he can. So they had, they cried when they lost. Yeah. So they haven't won international yet. So that's a bit of a goal of mine. I want them to win their first international. Yeah. So watching how you, what, if you, if them big front rowers play for you blokes, we could play you blokes in Sydney somewhere and I'd back us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, no, no. Oh, wow. Just joking. Just watch joking, boy. Watch this space, hey? Yeah. yeah right. Just joking. But no, like last time they played, <laughs> they played Peru in a game out at Campbelltown. They had 14 blokes. Oh, yeah. And there was a big brawl started. Some guy from Peru, a part per- Peruvian, part Kiwi fella, tried to roundhouse kick someone in a blue. Oh, shit. And things yeah, like that. Love that. Love yeah. that. So that sort of thing. So they're building, and I'm glad, and I'm glad to be on board. And I don't think there'd be any sort of difference if I was living in Sydney, if they're only getting eight or ten blokes there and they're only having a handful of training sessions. That's right. Will they will they be like a team that puts in one for the Cabramatta nines and shit? They thought about this, but uh, Adam, who organised everything, said he didn't want to go into a tournament that serious if they weren't going to be both weren't committed. Like these yeah. Papa boys would do the damage. All three of them, they would carve up in nines. Yeah, yeah. like if we could get some big fours, not saying win it, but they'd be they'd be competitive and they would ask plenty of questions, and so. I, it would be good. Danny Howard was talking about maybe putting another side in at Cabra. Okay. Yeah, so I told him when I saw him at the nines, I'd be keen as beans. Yeah. If wants me to help out again, he said, yeah, right. He said he hadn't even thought of it. I think he was hoping he was one to see that would have been good, like, before thinking about next year. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it might be something that we can fucking stack up because a few boys are, are, are See, devastated. Joey's still – a few uh, boys – too bad Coswell wasn't it? He played with you a couple of years ago there, didn't he? Who, Cos? Yeah. Yeah, Cos played two years ago. Yeah, and he yeah, would have come. We made it to the, like, the, the semi, semi. The cup semi and lost to the, um, the, the Curries. Yeah, because yeah. it was, it's like you win and then it's another two hours or something, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's a long break. So me, yeah. me and Cos, funny, out on the field, we look at each other, we win and at halftime and we're like, fucking hell, like, yeah. do we really want to win this? And they, <laughs> and they won it after that, like, yeah. the, the Curries. Yeah, so they just... Yeah, we weren't, weren't the most devastated on that one. Fuck, it's always like 50 degrees. Yeah. Oh, yeah so all these, all these um, competitions they have outside of, obviously, outside of the season. Like, we play in the Sevens Comp in Roma, and that time of year, in the start of February, it's 
fucking hot. Is that the bats? Yeah, yeah. So oh, it yeah. gets hot and then... And so it's seven, so it's it's rugby sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we... And we always, like... Well, historically speaking, we're a bunch of pissheads, so... I didn't just, know you drank. Nah, not me, but oh, wow. the boys do. Other yeah. blokes. So yeah, we get on less the, committed. Get drinks. on the sauce, and like if you got a got a gap of two hours in games, you get half spent, and then you go out and you just forty degrees, and fuck, it's a tough time. That thing come up on my Facebook feed today of you the, out on the road with your moon boot on, smoking three cigarettes at once. Yeah, well, you only get one stop from moment of Brisbane, so you got to drag the ass uh, out of them, eh? <laughs> we just uh, lit. Yeah, yeah, nostalgic as fuck. Yeah. Oh well. Alright, how about the big news? Um Valentine Holmes coming home. Big Val. There's a few Six interesting years. questions with this. Hey wait, I can chuck them up here, right man. <coughs> Six years he's signed. Um Big call, but that seems to be the norm these days when they can medically retire you injured if it doesn't work out after full. Um a lot of money to be spent on an outside back who hasn't played the game for twelve months, but as we all remember, when he left the game, he was at the peak of his powers and one of the better um, better outside backs in the game. Or So it'll be interesting to see. The Cowboys last year were in dire need of outside backs. They had a good forward pack and a good set of halves, but they struggled to find points. So I'm thinking with the signing of Isan Masters and then Valentine Holmes, and they're still in conversations with Luttrell, but I don't know how that'll go. But... Yeah. Even with those two blokes there, now with Scott Drinkwater and Kyle Felt finding form, they might might have finally found a bit of a winning formula, especially after their disappointing season last year. So if their forwards can stay healthy and they keep all these new backs they got healthy, they'll be um they'll be a force, I think. Yeah, Brad um Wexy says that's the one there, eh? His home's going to be like Hayne. Yeah. Oh, no, but I think it's, it's totally different. How story. okay, but how long will it take him to get back into league shape? Not fucking footy show. Haynes' ego too. He went and ginned around, played, on his um, way mucked back. around and played Fiji, Fiji and tried rugby to play Fiji and rugby and things like that. And um, those type of things like... But oh. also also the, the age that he's done at his career. Yeah. I think Holmes has looked at it and been like, yeah, I'll give it a crack now because I don't want to take away from the career that I'm going to have yeah, in yeah. NRL. Like, yeah, not- and Holmes is only 25, whereas Jared Hayne was 30 plus yeah. when, when he was trying to come back. And Jared Hayne came back at least eight to ten kilos overweight yeah. from what he was when he left like i'm sure val's put on a bit because obviously he would have put on a lot mate yeah, obviously explosive power gridiron's doing gridiron training's obviously a lot different doing all explosive training and all short burst stuff compared to rugby league's endurance and that but i'm sure it's like riding a bike i'm sure he won't forget it that quickly and after a full pre-season up in hot townsville i'm sure yeah. he'll, i'm sure he'll find his mojo one thing too i question about yeah um with your Cowboys here, like, you know, predicting. They've got no, they've got a, we'll call it the spine. They've got all their playmakers are ball runners. Yeah. Um, they need someone to run the show. Like, if you throw drink water in the halves, you have Val at the back. Val doesn't pass the football often. So they're going to have, he's got to get coached up. Like, he never, even when he played fullback at the Shark, his, his pass selection and catch and pass in those block shapes. That's his thing. He's a dynamic runner of the football, Valhome. He's powerful, he's fast, he reads the game well, and he runs the football back as hard as anyone. A little bit Carmichael Hunt style. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering about. If you throw drink water in the halves of Morgan, who's a runner. That's right, Morgan, drink, young, Morgan young, can't run a show. Drink water will have to come off the bench because Jake Clifford is the game managing half. He, yeah, they've he, got that young... Um, 
what's he say? That Robson, that young hooker. Reece Robson, yeah. Yeah, Reese Robson, who's a good young player too. But yeah. the, then the again, Dragons. you don't know, they don't know their loyalty. They probably will stay loyal to Jake Granville, even though Reese Robson is a decent game manager. They obviously but, need more out of him because he, yeah. he was really... A lot of blokes were out of form from last year. But if they can get Granville back to what you're saying, back to when he best, he was he was asking a lot of questions out of there, creating a lot of stuff out of dummy half that allows those other playmakers to run it more. I'm, yeah. uh, Holmes, I'm just wondering how long it's going to take. You know, I know it's second nature to him, but I thought it was imperative for him to get him back early in the preseason than, say, sometime in January. Because... So it's going to take a while. I'm not saying he's going to end up like Hayne at all. I don't think he will. But it will take time for him to get used to the NRL, for mine, is the toughest contact endurance sport anywhere in the world, just for the duration of a season. The NFL is more physically powerful, an explosive, powerful, violent game. But for the duration of the games we play, we... We're a lot. See, rugby blokes only play X amount of games a season. The NRL is the toughest comp you'll ever find. There'd be nobody tougher than that. Anyone who doesn't think, who thinks that, like, tell him you are just Roddy. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like college ball too in the states. College ball too, they're defensively farcical. And you watch. I watch a lot of NFL. A lot of these NFL outside backs. They ha- they cannot defend. They turn their shoulders out to the sideline, get beaten the inside. When the Seahawks were killing it, they won that Super Bowl and just lost another. Pete Carroll was getting rugby coaches to coach to coach their defensive backs how to defend. Yeah, like who the hell gets rugby coaches to tackle? Yeah, that's right. Rugby get league coaches in, as people have said. Well, he caught, caught on that on the back of that Corey goes. <laughs> this is just an NFL question. He goes. Um, just ask about the 49ers and who's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> the 49ers, how good are they going? Jimmy G, Jimmy Galopolo. It's an it's a funny story because he could have been the Q, if he he could have been the QB at the Patriots. But they got rid of him because Robert Kraft, the owner, decided to stay loyal to Brady for all the service he surprised he's uh, supplied to him over the years. And you look at it Brady's still a smart QB, but he's coming towards the end. His arm strength isn't the same. They've put together this kick-ass defense that's getting it done. You reckon uh, the 49ers 10-1 and is more legit than uh, Patriots 10-1? and The Patriots' schedule has been pretty soft. And the way the 49ers, the only game they lost was to Seattle in in overtime. And the way they, they only opened a can of whoop-ass today... On the Packers, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, how funny is it? At the start of the season, I was like, we were laughing about how bad, bad the Dolphins are, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and then you got the Broncos just three and eight. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible when they led by 20 and lost oh, uh, yeah. lost in Minnesota. And then today, man. He, Never yeah. looked like scoring. Oh. Big game tomorrow for anyone who's an NFL fan. If you can get to the TV and watch Monday Night Football on a Tuesday in Australia, the Los Angeles Rams, my second favourite team, go to the Ravens. The Ravens are probably the hottest football side in the NFL at the moment. But everyone's due to lose. The Rams' defence, it's coming back together with Matthews, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donnell. That, are they coming good? Todd Gurley, he was back to his best last week. 
I just think Jared Goff needs to get a bit consistent. Jared Goff is the Sam Voorhees of the NFL. Yeah. There's 10% great skill, 90% bullshit stuff that really needs to be fine-tuned. Yeah, but with Voy, you got to add in some fucking weirdo too. Yeah, ego. Yeah, yeah bad yeah. ego. And shit chat. Yeah. Plenty of shit chat. Unfunny bloke. He's yeah. got a question here, Dano, saying, are you retiring? And if not, not can you? <laughs> <laughs> shit chat, exactly what I'm saying, yeah. I'd probably retire when he makes something of himself, maybe. And then Callum's asking, where were you tonight at West Training? <laughs> because. Yeah, I got prior commitments, Callum. Sorry, I got um, I got uh, prior commitments in my life, including any given Mondays that I'd yeah. much rather got be out than. Podca- podcast to do, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they had a cast of thousands there tonight, too. They would have. Wouldn't have surprised and, me. Uh, Mount Maria. Yeah, well, they would have because I was telling Dano they had about 40 there on Saturday. And that's yeah. just contracted players. So I'm assuming there'd be a cast of thousands. And it yeah. always it always multiplies towards the end of the preseason when Bucks coming in trying to get a run. So Yeah. And, we don't, I, and I was telling them, I was saying, call as soon as you want because we don't mind seeing those boys come as early as they can. You know? yeah. And what's the point of keeping Blokes around too long if you know they're not... Got, haven't got an opportunity. Yeah. Send them back so they can settle in either with us or to Arana or wherever the heck they want to go yeah. to. Why waste everyone's time? If a bloke's really on the edge and may or may not get in, I can understand. But they think about it as every year they come into a stage sort of mid towards the back, towards the mid back end of the season where they run out of numbers. Injuries yeah. here, blokes getting called up. Injuries in cup mean BRL players go up, mean reserve grade players go up. So th- I'm pretty sure in the mindset is just hang on to as many as we can, keep them around as long as we can. Yeah. Try and build this culture, even though there's a good handful of them never play. Yeah. But then again, you think about building a culture, and then you look at the clubs that are feeding to you, and you just sort of not even giving them a leg up because you got blokes coming back to clubs where they don't know anyone don't know any faces and then you get there and don't then, feel then, comfortable yeah, get there then don't buy in we had a couple of games last year where we had blokes who came back and no one knew yeah. who they were it's and like they didn't the, know who we were some of those players get into the mindset where they're more comfortable hanging around a team training with them they're getting cut and not playing yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah. blokes just want to say they are in this yeah. squad exactly yeah but fucking oh you get to a point where it's that back end of the year and you need players and they got them there because they've held on to them all year but and yeah, and you know, you you are going to come back and play like for Clint, despite these rumours that we're hearing that he died. And yeah, had, you yeah. know, it was. Let's just but, but end he, those rumours. He's, yeah. he's hundred percent healthy. To, I, I saw spoke, him on the weekend. Yeah, I saw. I spoke. We spoke today. Yeah, we're having a coaches meeting on Wednesday night. Yeah, and he is in he, full health. He didn't have sleeves on. No, oh, the, I don't think he's ever had sleeves. No, on. No, but sure. the work. He did say it was good that someone recognised him. At the Uruguay Columbia game, as the ones coach at Mitchy, not the not people that come up asking about his health. Are you the guy that's dying? <laughs> people have asked him that. Are you really in this bad of health? Yeah. yeah. They say, are you the ones coach that's dying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they've got like GoFundMe and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another signing too in the NRL, Kurt Capewell, good back rower. Penrith. Yeah, signed at Penrith for oh. two years. Utility was 18th man for Queensland a couple of times. Little unlucky that he wasn't in the camp when when uh, Ethan Lowe came in because if that had happened at a previous camp, he would have gone in. Yeah, it's so, surprising that um, it took this long for someone to pick him up. Being how old is he? Capewell, late twenties, I think. I don't think yeah, he's thirty uh, yet. So. No, he wouldn't be that old yet. No, he's been he's played twenties at a couple of clubs. Like he was in the twenty system at the Broncos and the Roosters, 
and he's been at the Sharks for three, yeah, three, four years. He wanted to go. Steve Johnson told me because he uh, knowing him well, he said that he wanted to go to the Knights, but they couldn't find the money because he likes that sort of country lifestyle, going fishing, things like that, relaxing. Yeah. But unfortunately, didn't. So now we had to take. I hope he got more money to go to Penrith because that's. Not a pleasant place. <laughs> another big signing. Um, the Titans just secured AJ Brimson for another two years, and he was in demand. The yeah. Titans. Yeah. So he's um cemented there, which would make Titan fans very happy, considering he was, he's probably one of the major X factors they got. One of the only X factors they got at the moment. So Joy Arrow is the next big signing. Yeah. I imagine that they'll want to keep him, but yeah. Who but knows? Arrow testing the open market. He'd get if it, he'd get money anywhere. I think so. Yeah, they got to get his, gets they got to get his pen to paper as soon as possible. And yeah, someone when they clear the ranks, it'd probably be the Roosters end up signing you. Yeah, someone like that, or even Para, someone with a bit of cash. And Bronx Bulldogs. We're not, Bronx, we're not get, we're not buying Craft, are we? They got We've him. Got it's him. A, it got um, three-year deal. Got named oh, tonight. Really? Yeah, yep, done deal. All happened tonight. Fuck! And I must have caught the news late because I thought they were saying we weren't getting. They, they said he, they said it wasn't going to happen, and then the rumors died for three or four days, and then it came out that he's um, the Broncos and the Storm have come to an agreement, and yeah. I think the Storm are picking up a small portion of the remaining oh, salary. Okay. So the Bronx got him for. And that was, 50, that was I the think. big staying point. They yeah. didn't want to do that originally, Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why the, the conversation died. But then there's been um, video of Riley Jacks training with Melbourne again. Yeah. Which oh, was, so he'll fit straight in. They'll give him, one a, of the, they'll give him a, a small contract. That was one of the key points of letting Croft go, making sure they had that backup half back there that they yeah. could use, even though they've, they also have just re-signed Harry Grant for another two years, who's a half hooker. Yeah, coming from well, sunny very, coast, very, very good. I, I reckon Riley could definitely do a job if he's just given that time to get comfy there. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's kind of he was in good and every out, time he played yeah. for them. Yeah, every time he played at the Storm, at the Titans, it was a shamozzle all over the place. He was never really ball. given enough chance at the Titans because they had million dollar man Ash Taylor. They weren't going to put Riley Jacks ahead of him, and then once he went, they tested tested things out with um, Tyron Peachy and the halves and all sorts of things. So. He sort of got put her in the ringer with that one, but the way I think about it is, he looked alright at Melbourne, but he was looking alright with when he was there. Smith, Cronk, Slater, Monkster. But so, well, where does that leave yeah, Croft then? Exactly. Croft, when you when you start struggling in a game, you'll notice if you watch him, Smith jumps out to first receiver and he starts taking exactly. command. But that's that's why it'd be hard for any half that's playing in that side to, to cement themselves to put their best foot forward because you're not going to tell Cameron Smith, get the fuck out of the way, i got this. Yeah. Whatever Cameron Smith says goes. And then the next play, maybe Cameron Munster steps up and says, I'm taking this. It's five, five seconds to go when he, when he points. It's his ball. You're not getting it. And same as back in the day when he was there with Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk wants the ball, he gets the ball. So it would have been very hard for him. So now that he's back there without... Um, Smith and Cronk, see if he can put his stamp on the seven jersey. Yeah, this is opportunity because there's no one going to tell you what to do at the Broncos. They're only going to tell you where the, where the jewel of the Nile is when you go for a slap or the, or the ice cream parlour <laughs> before the game. That's, that's <laughs> all they're doing. What about Ash Taylor? So what's his story? Well, he's now? still there. They're not releasing yeah. him. But we've no one, about it no one would pick up enough like enough of his contract. No. Like, and for them to let him go, um, it cost them. Cost them too much money, so they may as well 
at this point now stick by him. I think he's got two years left to run on his contract. Yep. Yeah. So at the, at the point, only other clubs that will look at him were only willing to pay two hundred grand. So after two hundred, the Titans would still be picking up eight hundred of a player they didn't even have. So yeah. I think they thought about just locking him down for the next two years, hoping he pulls his head back in the line, gets his footy, oh, yeah, gets gets hope. back to loving his footy, and then. Because if, if he can get back to some of the form that he had early in his career and grow some, some of that potential he had, the Titans' side isn't looking that bad. And especially when you add Mal Meninga now, putting in work, trying to make pickups, re-signing um, Brimson was a good signing. Hopefully putting arrows pen to paper, getting Ryan James back from his ACL injury, Kevin Proctor back on the field. They, they got the basis of a half-decent side. So once they get everyone on the field... Get the coaching right now with Justin Holbrook there. Hopefully, and then they get yeah culture right as well. Yeah, they get the culture right. They get the half decent side on the field, win a few games, and it might just turn them around. Like the, at the end of this season, they might not be in the top eight, but they might not be on the bottom of the table either. And that'll lead in the next season. That'll lead to other people looking at the club instead of having a laugh at it, actually putting pen to paper and signing with them with some potential in the back of their mind saying, yeah, we could go places here. At the moment, that place is the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Good footballers go in and, and play like in. cup football. Yeah. Cartwright before Yeah, it was a went gun at Penrith. Yeah, and then heaps went of to potential, shit. good money, playing dog shit. Yeah. Tyrone Peachy was an origin oh, player and then went to Peach, shit. Peach, yeah, how good was Peachy? Yeah, And uh, didn't look like, he looked like a shadow of himself. That Shannon Boyd, holy, holy fuck, oh. isn't he the the largest potato in the whole world? Yeah, and look how good he was at Canberra, and he played yeah, for Australia. Played for on Australia, the tour. So uh, and there was talk of um, possible did, New South Wales, and never got there. I Things did, like that. Did see a report yesterday? Shannon Boyd's lost eight kilos or something, and apparently he's he took a shit. Yeah, re- yeah, raring to get back into his form that saw him selected for Australia. But even then, the way that he played back then was just lucky to get selected in Australian side through injury. He's the for the fact that the Titans picked him up for seven hundred and fifty grand or whatever he's on. Gee, that's a he's lot of just money. A, just draining your salary cap on a nobody front roller. Oh yeah. You could like they've when they picked up Jai Arrow, they got him for three hundred or something from the Broncos. And that's a yeah. good signing. Not paying like fucking heavy well, overs for a look, fat dud. Look at their management. Max King left to go to Melbourne. Yeah. He played um, nearly every game in the NRL and played when he got there and played in the finals. Morgan Boyle went to Manly. Yeah, he was played well yeah, too. Played he well was, Manly. Once again, he wouldn't have missed too many games. Only when they had a real full-strength squad. These blokes are going to better clubs and are playing well. They let a, um, they let a lot of blokes go too, like a lot of young talent. That young Jesse Arthur's just signed with the Broncos, who was talented outside back. I thought he... If he had stayed at the club, could have made one of the centres jerseys his own for the next five, maybe ten years. Even he was looking really good, and then they just let him go. Now they're stuck with a Tyrone Peachy or a Dale Copley in the centres. Who's Dale Copley was average at the Bronx, and he's even more average now. Man, it's he, funny. It's I loved like, him at the Bronx. Eh? Yeah, but then it was going yeah. all right at the Roosters for a bit. You then they just, punted him. He was pretty solid there. He's you just know, too. He's too injury prone. Yeah, yeah his exactly. whole so career is just sort of guy injuries. sneezes and yeah. does a yeah. hammy. That's what you, you don't understand. Like that, that you don't understand why they let a young talent like Jesse Arthur's go for not for nothing. The Broncos picked him up for for change, and then they keep blokes like Dale Copley on a couple of hundred. And yeah, it's just they need to get their signings right and hopefully Mal can do that and 
the world's their oyster, really, because they got they'll have a lot of money, a lot of big contracts ending up in the next few years. Yeah, and then they'll have hopefully the um the the team they have a team that wants to play for each other. Holbrook, in all accounts, is a great coach. He's just come from winning a premiership. He's got a good staff around him too. Exactly. Jimmy Lenahan, who's had a, had a lot of success in the cup, he's come in. Jim Dimmick, apparently, Jimmy Dimmick joins in. With the defensive stuff and wax blokes, he's in that good a oh, nick. Yeah. He's in that good a nick. So that's a thing. Like it's all there, but as we say, you know what I mean. Garth Brennan, he'd done everything too at a lower grade level. You taking photo of me, Garth? No, I'm just going to Facebook Live. Oh, okay. Fans, okay, calm down, angry guy. Jesus Christ, this is not. A, I'm not sending videos to a sada. Calm it down, there, No, I, I, yeah. you're a semi-retired international. I had str- now. I'd struggled down. getting through. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, fucking customs this time because I had some edibles that I bought in Colorado, and then so I is edibles some code name for, for something? marijuana edibles like so. Oh yeah, 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 oh, so. yeah. I forget Colorado. <laughs> I know why you love the place so yeah, much. Yeah. So and so what I did is I instead of ca- taking them home in my um my undercarriage in the container and playing dumb that way, I split the container and put put them all around my clothing and my um. My bag actually got checked. Yeah. Got checked because when you open your bag, you, they give you a form that says, look, we've checked your bag and made sure everything's yeah, all right. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Either I'm going to I'm, I'm get stopped again or they've taken my edibles and just disposed of them. Yeah. But I got through, got home, opened it up, and uh, yeah, still had a good time on Saturday night because <laughs> the edibles were still in there, eh? But they just look like little little jelly candies. But uh, wow. yeah, no, nah, they're good. It's some sometimes just to chill um, while we're in camp as well. We just split one, just me and my roomie, cause and then just chill because obviously we're not on the pissing yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah. That must have been a real chilled room. Yeah, I'm yeah. You, and you know, THC and CBD is so good for inflammation, <laughs> recovery, <laughs> pain relief. Gets me off oxycotton. It's all good. That's the spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's the spirit. Yeah, yeah, sometimes that. Yeah, me and Corey, good room together. I was say, I'm bad. sure Cause would have hated that as well. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Hates a good time. That fella hates it. Yeah, but any. Also, our Bronx just re-signed Glenn A for two years. Yeah, Alex Glenn for another two yeah, seasons. A, his his form's been pretty solid. I didn't think he'd get two years. I thought he'd probably get one, but that's a fair effort. And uh, Broncos have inked Corey Oates as well. Corey Oates. Oates will, yeah, we all oh, thought yeah. that was going to happen. It's only one year. And it, I think he has, a, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he has an option for the second in his favour. Oh, sweet. So, Corey Oates will be there. So Why, why would you think it'd be one-year thing for Oates? I'd, wouldn't you want to wrap him up as well? Maybe so. it's his choice. Maybe he wants to, wants to get, he said by his own admissions he had a pretty average year. So yeah, he, he wasn't happy with his own Yeah, form. so if he has a good season, when they come around negotiating again, he'll be under more pressure for origin sides and so forth now. With Holmes back, if Holmes can start finding his form, we'll have yeah. to see what happens. There. But then again, he's if he puts his best foot forward, I'm sure Gagai had a very average end to 2019. So I'm sure. Yeah, he was. Dane Gagai rocks and diamonds. He's one of those blokes he who grows on a his Superman yeah, suit. In, he grows a third leg in Origin, but he um in club footy, he, fuck me, he was average towards the back end of the year. Yeah, so, horrible defender. Yeah. You can't defend Dane Gagai in the centres because yeah, he's no, atrocious. All right, not. any more uh, any more questions? Throw it out to the listeners' questions, um, mate. What do we got? We got um, is that uh, what do you want? NFL or anything you want, mate? Throw it out. 
Mitch, Mitch Paisler talks about uh, yeah, you taking on Tagarangi on the undercard of me and Paisler. Yeah, yeah we're trying to, to organise this as we speak. Yeah, fuck. We'll yeah. take as many rounds as you want because I'm going to fuck him up yeah. in under a round. Yeah, Wait, no. What about Wilder? Did you see the Wilder fight? The that summer? was unbelievable. No, no I didn't. Yeah. I heard he won, but yeah, he, he, and he was down, dominated. down on. No, well, no, he was. He would have been down six, oh, on six to one on the really, scorecard. Really? Yeah, and knocked him out. This knockout. It's, he looked fresh as a daisy. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Boom. Just lowered the boom, bang, bang, ta-da. We'll have to get Mitch on to talk and break it yeah, down yeah, for yeah. us. <laughs> it was like when he got smashed in that Cook Island yeah, game. Because if, if, if I talk about fucking boxing, yeah, you just yeah, rip yeah, on yeah. me. <laughs> um, what have we got here? David Ellis, uh, what's next for the USA lads? Sort of we kind of covered it. Yeah, yeah, just, we, we just got to rebuild and see what's, get, get some more internationals and get a ball rolling again. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and um, get some shit back home. Do you think... They need to break down a few areas over there. These are just the opinions of me. What would I know? I don't watch much footy or coach or anything. Oh, that's right, I do. But um, do they <laughs> need to start? Give yourself a rap champion. Yeah, yeah, just letting people know. But um, do they need to, honestly, do they need to start looking to do some things? Like they're starting youth stuff. I would imagine they need to start doing some things in like junior high schools and things like that. Yeah, the the timing of all this is imperative because you, as we were talking about before, you need to convince these blokes to stick around. Like you Wait. blokes have been in this system for years. You got to um, yeah. you got to so, <coughs> you got to try and make it appealing to a junior high. But what's there, any sort of junior high over in America? It's going to be hard to tell them. All right, we're going to come in and do a yeah, rugby league camp because they they and they got heaps of shit in their plate. And then there's yeah. blokes who want to come and do gridiron camps or a basketball like basketball. Not really. Train Texas on and shit is like full that. of footballers. Texas yeah. is full of people who like violent, confrontational sport. But the, yeah, this th- is a translatable skill, mate. It's and the rugby. Rugby is big in the US. We got to snatch some of those people yeah. and show them our game's easier to understand. It's a better game. But and with these camps, you blokes, current and past Hawks, you've got to be there. Like get some of these blokes. Like I always say, Eichner, someone like that. With all these blokes who are at like Brooklyn. And the Axemen and that. It's all right to be the big glamour clubs of this competition. Start getting them out there doing some yeah. coaching clinics. I think I think the bulk, if just say this New York City thing is legit and it's not all smoke and mirrors, yeah, which yeah. I fucking hope so, because the age of like your Corey, your Connor, your even even Eichner, he's getting getting he's still in his twenties, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ryan Burrows and that, you you chuck them in there, they've been in the Hawks, they're playing for that New York team. You know, that's what I think helps helps yeah, the brand as then, well. But then start dragging. Yeah, get those talent. motherfuckers yeah. in there. See that they they've played for this, they've played for that. I think that you need to look at really trying to target blokes who don't make it through other sports. Like look at Look at blokes who are trialling for, like, say, Gridiron, for example. The amount of blokes who play college ball that don't make it, there's there's that much talent there, That's and a lot of those skills are translatable. But we have to get them earlier. Yeah. You can't be trying to teach blokes to catch pass but at once, 23 years of age. Yeah, but you can't teach blokes to read div- defences and that if they've never done this before. But once you've, once you've come out from... Um, trying obviously trying in college ball for that long and not making it and you say here mate we got a great opportunity over here you can play for your country and then you take them in and then you give them that like I'm sure that 90% of those blokes have enough leg speed agility strength conditioning and obviously good enough hands if they're going to be playing gridiron so all you got teach them the finer points of the game go in work a lot of defense stuff work a lot of a lot of line running and I'm sh- ugh, there's 
there's definitely got to be enough be talent there, the and they've got to be smart enough. It'd be sweet if this Cal- this Cali game gets some good views. Yeah, you know, as well, yeah. which I'm sure it's it will because it's being California pumped up pretty well. Is doing a great thing. There, all of these people that are putting their hand up and started getting interested in that. Yeah, is that's his, massive. Can you add him on with dildo still? Is that his name? No, mate. No, oh, no, he's not. become a respectable oh, human okay. being. Almost a human being. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. And I agree. We've got the athletes here, but. You've got to get to them early and you've got to start showing them there is another way in case they don't make it. Because if you start running rugby, they play outside the um, they play outside the, the, the football season. We've got to do that. You can play nine. Nines is the way, way of the world. It's easier to throw together a nines team or a nines tournament than it is to be playing a regular long season of 13 sides. Like, uh, Hawaiian Rugby League, they have four teams. Four teams. And Steve Johnson was running the show, yeah. and he used to get Scott Prince out there. This is the thing. We have to be smarter. If you want to develop the game, it's all right to say we've got the athletes, but we have to upskill them. And you've got to get in there, catch and pass. Some of these blokes, you told me a story, you're at a World Cup, the last World Cup when you've really struggled. You've been in camp for a week. And you trained every day. You asked a bloke to run a block shape. You said, run a block off me. He said, what plays that again? Yeah. Holy shit. Is I this probably, bloke suffering from concussion? I probably flipped out on the gun too. Yeah, you would have. You do flip out. <laughs> Fuck me. Should see, uh, for the people at home, if you ever see at a Mitchie, come to a Mi- West Mitchie uh, captain's run on a Thursday evening and listen to Christian Freed and Andrew Scraper flip out if the if things don't go their way. If everyone doesn't run the exact line they want or no, or they get overcalled or if the hooker passes to someone else, it is uh, an, a spectacle of, of non-sportsmanship conduct. <laughs> I will say that. All right. Hit us with another question, my friend. Um, Uzi, where do you guys stand on the cut? <laughs> <laughs> We're listening to Uzi, okay? Oh, oh, must say, in the game, Uzi played for my side, the Uruguayan Invitational 13. Yeah. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. One of the best players in the side. Ran hard. I thought it was a different bloke. Yeah. I thought, where's this guy been? Went hard. He'd obviously listened a fair bit. He knows a lot more about footy than we thought he did. Well, it's and different he when well. you got these country colours on, And it bro. was good. Like him and his younger brother, Declan, who's coming down to Mitchie, he just finished uh, high school. Well, he was the there. G- he came down for a few couple sessions. of sessions, yeah. yeah. Well, he's looking to play. So it was awesome. Yeah, so Uzi's question, when do you, where do you guys stand on the current discourse America is taking towards the impeachment on Donald Trump? And do you think American government should allocate more funding towards the education system instead of the recent increase in funding of their military? <laughs> I reckon. Oh my God! And no one's what a wank. political What question. an absolute wank! We're not All commenting right. on this because some of our listeners, I'm sure, are Trump supporters. Yeah, but and thanks they, for writing. And Trump's on got a little red button under his desk. And Epstein did not kill himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't deported my pasty Aussie friend from California yet, so I'm thankful. All right, hit us again. Um, Joe to Jason Stanton up. Yeah, Stanton had a decent yeah. question. His question yeah. was, what were your thoughts uh, yeah. on the idea of the NRL maybe getting rid of the golden point system? It's interesting. So, I reckon if we're getting rid of it personally, brush it entirely and just go with a draw. But there's no point. If you're given it like how they're going to do in the championship, if you get two points for winning and you get a point for going into, go- into golden point, that's a tad... Pretty full on. I like it. I like it because what? Get rid of it? No, or no, no. You like it. Changing it to 
at the end of the you match, get you get at the end you get of the match, you get a, you get your one point, and then the winner of the golden point takes the extra point. Yeah, yeah. that's sweet. So you split a point each for the for the draw, and then the winner of golden point because it also brings an element into it into the ladder. Like this year, the Bronx and the and the um, Warriors had and a draw, tie. Yeah, it would have been the first and one the for first one too. for about six seasons, and that put an element into it where the Broncos run an odd number. And so were the were the Warriors. So at the back end of the year, the competition for spots it was looking a lot different to every every other year because yeah, yeah. there was an odd number in there, and it was a lot more interesting. So if you get teams that do go into Golden Point, which there always is a few each year, teams could accumulate that extra two points or two or three points over the season by playing two or three Golden Point games. That could kick them into the finals. Yeah, and it'll just add another element of uncertainty to the game considering those sides would have been three points worse off or maybe even four five points worse off if they didn't win the golden point than what they are now or a side that has made golden point five or six times during the year and haven't won one they're down lower to the ladder because they still got their one point but they're still losing because they haven't got that second point and they're still gaining up in odd numbers so I think I like it. I like it a lot. I, I prefer it- them just to brush it and we go with the draw. But if they are going to do it, are we going to make a golden try? Because just going into a field goal shootout for 10 minutes is a bit of a yawn fest. But then you think too, golden try, teams can, can definitely D up for 10 minutes. It's yeah. there's, there's, game, there's games where like teams a, can D up. I, I like golden I like try as well. A, I like splitting a point yeah. and then just playing the normal golden point. Yeah, I like golden try as well, but I just don't see... Like, a lot of the time, there might not be a try. And then what do we do then? We split a point again? Or do we just call it, call it a draw? Yeah, or what? call it so a draw. That's why you just have a draw in the beginning and you don't have to worry about golden try, golden point. Do we go an extra period? It's a waste of time. We play again. Uh, we'll just play on. Take it. If you've scored 20 points in the first half and then they run you down, it's 24 all at the end of it. Let it be a draw. That's but if, my opinion. But then again, we got a game like, say, the Roosters play Melbourne, and this is the best game of the year, one versus two, everyone's loving it, and it gets down, it gets to a draw. Yeah. The fans don't want it to stop there. We want no. to see more. I'd, I'd, I want to see who wins. And you I will, don't, yeah. in a grand final yeah. or a semi. I do love That's watching, why we have semis. I do love watching classic celebrations, though, like, and that, that delivers that, yeah, like in a, yeah. normal, in a normal round when they're all jumping off each other, getting off a fucking field goal. Yeah. How about the uh, Manly taking Melbourne in Melbourne, oh, yeah. Golden Point? Like, that stuff, you don't get that at the, the, end of extra, the end of regular time, especially if sides are still drawn. You don't get that excitement. One team doesn't... There's no big cheer that one side goes home happy, one goes home sad. We all go home, oh, yeah, game sort of yeah. had no result really. Like, And if you give each side a point, sides can walk away feeling like they've put in because they obviously have to get to golden point and they can take positives and not be discouraged as much. Whereas sides who are winning the, winning the games obviously saying, yeah, well, we fucking we got them. Yeah. You know? Daily Cherry Evans is the most clutch player in the NRL at Golden Point. I think he's won more yeah. than anybody else. Are they real stats? Or? Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he is. He's <laughs> straight out of the right man's head. You know, things like that. This is interesting. They went, Golden Point started in 2003 and they've been debating it. If they have informed coaches of it, well, we've got to move on and accept it and everyone knows how it is and prepare for it. I would prefer a draw. Everyone's got a different point of view, but if they're the rules, you adapt to the rules. Mm. It would be, it's a bit of variety in the game, which we've got to tinker with some things. I just hope we see attacking footy. You know, yeah. like, yeah. 
that's a thing. But you only got ten minutes. You got five minute half. You know, like it's hard to build. You want to build pressure, and you you're not thinking of scoring. If you get down there, you just snap a one. I know in the NFL, hey Freddie. You get a possession each. Yeah, so you, you get sc- down there, kick a field goal, they get a chance to come back. And they have to at least kick a field goal to keep it alive. All right, next next question. I was probably getting through the fat of them, eh? Um, unless you see anything more there that's... Oh, yeah, down the bottom, Frankie. Played for, played for the oh, Uruguayan yeah. boys. Um, how do you enjoy coaching Uruguay and where can I listen to the episode? Mate, loved it, loved it. Put my hand up again, hoping to do it again in Sydney uh, next year. Thanks a lot for playing. You got my coach's award. The man from the Caboolture Snakes, good man, Frankie. Um, I'll send you a link to this, but we're on iCloud, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, so you can find us anywhere. We've got a little bit of a following. We're getting some shirts made up. Dano, what's the crack with the shirts? Yeah. You can get some shirts? I have been on it. And I've <laughs> oh, spoken, yeah. He's have, the best. I've spoken to my um, designer mate and I sort of told him what I wanted, but yeah. they're a bit flat out at the moment just bef- like well, before after the Christmas, Christmas after rush. Christmas? So after I've, January I've been, sometime, mate? Yeah. I've been, yeah, yeah. I've been on his ass about it and he said he's, he'll get it If only he'll we get knew someone else who was can. in the, yeah. If only we knew another person who was in the shirt business. Oh, Clint Dolan. We could ask him, but no. no but Clint no. Dolan's in the singlet business. He's never worn sleeves. There's yeah. no way. So, yeah. So, to the people out there, come January, we'll be getting some shirts. If anyone would like to buy a shirt off us, we'll put up the designs soon. We'll get a rough idea of the yeah, designs. Yeah. Can we reckon we could do that before? Yeah, I'll try and before? get it done before. Might, before even, might even hopefully get it done before. Yeah, well, if they next do, episode. if they do have some designs, yeah, and nice. they get some PDFs. We can throw can it up. Yeah, yeah. I'll, we, um, I'll try and get one just to plain. One with any given oh, Monday. Which one are we thing. talking about? And then I was going to do the several. The, the Dickens. Um, yeah, yeah. Is that that up? No, the piss and oh, the, the, the sword the, fighting, the sword fighting fights, officials. Yeah, yeah sword fighting what, officials. What was the one Paisley suggested? No, it was the like, cock and Roy. It was like cock and your, Roy. Yeah, your yeah, personal yeah, 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 yeah. So it'd have the needle and the dick. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, oh, well, well. That's a tad full on. Even for us, we may we may have to. Freddy's two two favorite things. We may have to tinker with that design. Oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh well, we'll, we'll um, I'll definitely get the ball rolling any more than it is, and we'll hopefully have designs we can put out so everyone can see them in the next nice. week or two. Or yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get it, get a lot made, and then we'll fucking yeah, flog them off. Get it the, out there, flogging <laughs> off to the listeners, our loyal fans. You can have one of our shirts. Go go out in the town, yeah, sprinkle yeah. one of the any given Spread Monday shirts. The word. You're a fair chance with the ladies if you're wearing a good shirt <laughs> like this. And, uh, <laughs> and um, fucking, I forgot we got to plug our sponsor, Vet Air Conditioning, oh, yep. because we're melting our balls off yeah, in here yeah, at the yeah, moment. So he's going to get he's going to get that sorted, Brenton. So call Brenton at Vet Air Conditioning on zero zero four zero five three zero nine one three eight. He says he's too busy at the moment to do any work, but give him a call. He doesn't mind a chat. <laughs> um, and, uh, but yeah, good local business. But he's just. Yeah. Said he's killing it too much at the yeah, moment, right. so it's real serious. Oh, it's uh, fans, go fuck yourself, too. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and uh, what else we got? We got a Gus of the Week award. Uh, no, I just got to give a quick yeah. shout out uh, to some people that contacted me about they've got a bit of they've got a great cause coming along. I've um, already donated Clint Dolan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Kyle Harris, him and some of his mates, they to to raise suicide awareness. They play a charity game once or twice a year. Like Jake's All Stars play against Kybos. 
Um, they play at some nines tournaments and that. Just they're having a day out at um, Slacks Creek Rugby Union Club, the Logan City Saints. Uh, Kevin Campion's going along. They've got full clip performing uh, the performing the tunes. A good uh, a good group that'll uh, liven up the crowd. There'll be there's food and drinks for sale there. They're just it's just basically to keep people thinking. You know, always like, are you okay? Just want people to be aware and keep an eye on their mates and and loved ones just to make sure people aren't getting into if they're in a dark spot that they always know you're there and they always be be prepared to help this day is on a sunday the 8th of december so it's sunday week so if you're anywhere out over the south side around logan city saints around uh rugby club at slacks creek uh kyle and the boys they're putting on a great thing i'll plug it again next episode but they asked me to give them a bit of a a, a bit of a wrap and uh, put it out there. I put it on our Insta page. I put it on my own Facebook page. I've asked people to share it if they can. So if you could get out there, watch this charity match, watch a bit of footy, bunch of boys having a, having a crack, just to raise awareness for this. They've been around for a few years. They haven't got any sponsors. So if anyone would like to sponsor the day, get a bit of a plug out there. There'll be a few people in the local area because they're – not a lot going on football-wise in December over that part of town. So anybody who sees this, if you can at least share it on my Facebook or give it a like, I'd really appreciate it. Bang. Sweet. Yeah. It is. Um, one question too, right? What's the um, what's the go with the West Mitchie preseason? Being starts on the next coaching staff next Tuesday. Give ourselves a bit of a plug um, while we're starts in. Starts next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that's all good. That's yeah. all good. I'm sweet, right? <laughs> well, that's funny because Dolan told me he spoke to you about doing the strength and conditioning stuff and he's put some ideas together. Yeah, we get it sorted. What? <laughs> do you, you know, when you do video sessions when you're in these international sides, I asked this question and a couple yeah. of people found it funny. Yeah. Do you pay attention in the video session when they talk about who to spot? Where we got to get to, uh, maybe put particular plays on when certain blokes are defending. Do you well when, I've, any of when that? I've had like proper video sessions? Usually, it's you do a lot more like one on one, like you know you. Do, oh, like you and Penfold. So yeah, so yeah, me nice. and Penfold, that was good yeah. of him. So I'd have to you have to stay you have to stay focused yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but, nice, that's excellent. Yeah. All right, so next Tuesday we'll be doing a sesh. Probably do two or three sessions before before Christmas. Uh down on number three field at Franklin Oval, Prospect Street, Mitchelton. If anyone's keen to play some footy, come down. The ones coaching staff is Clint Dolan and his assistants are myself and Chris Ives. And we're looking for a threes coach. Uh, John Hill's name's been thrown up. We'll see how that goes. Nice. But we'll, we'll, so we'll see how – so if you can get or down, death. great club. We're definitely going to have two sides. We've just got to work out uh, someone, maybe – Brent Gesh, captain coach, something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll dig that. Come down, bring your friends, As he yeah, get numbers. No, not there. at all. Not at all. But yeah. um, maybe Voorhee, captain coach. Voorhee. No, 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 yeah, no we want players there, mate. We like really that. want people to turn up. Oh. They'll turn up after he gives them his own playing resume yeah. for yeah. three. For and as soon as, yeah, and as soon as I was talking to Clint, as soon as we could work out the date for Gundy, we'll give it to Gundy and they can sort it out. But they just need a date soon so they can come in and play us. Yeah, Come in and get fucking pumped. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll get yeah, to catch up. your asses, boys. We're we'll going get to uh, catch up with Mark Offerdale, the great source. Yeah. 
You can't, you can't shoot guns. <laughs> you can't shoot guns at Mitch in the, in the suburb of Mitchelton either. Or you can, but it does normally involve incarceration. Yep. Yeah. You usually so, get yeah. arrested too if the police see you pissing in your own mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old bubbler brought many a man under. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your final thought? Yeah. Final yeah. thoughts. <laughs> Footy season. It's come to an end, basically. Even though. With a home and away of rugby league, we've got that many soap operas happening on and off the field, like Latrell's drama. I get sick of seeing Latrell's a fantastic footballer, but I get sick of seeing him in the paper. Every the game needs to grow at whatever levels and what areas. Somebody said that we're we're too involved with spreading it internationally. I reckon that's fucking bullshit. But we do need to stretch the game far and wide in this country. The game in the bush is really having its dramas and these bushfires, a lot of people are doing it tough. The game of rugby league needs everyone to stay solid. We'll be back again in 2020. Our show will keep going, keep plugging the good word of rugby league. And we need all you loyal fans out there. There's a lot of great footy clubs around there and the West Mitchell and Panthers and the West Brisbane Panthers are two of those as well as the Ipswich Jets and many other cup clubs. Oh, and my daughter supports the Burley Bears, so I've got to throw them in for Zara. Everybody keep the faith, keep supporting the game, keep being involved with the game, help out where you can, and we'll keep making it the game even better. We're going to stretch the game far and wide. It's just only starting to find its feet over in Freedy's, the home of his ancestors. He's... The big fella here, him and those boys that have played in two World Cup, they've done a magnificent job promoting it, and they're going to keep on doing so. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a week. Wait, don't be a mercenary. Yeah. Don't be a mercenary. <laughs> Stay loyal to our game, and we'll talk soon. Sweet. Nice.